0: Well, welcome to the Journey Together podcast with Joshua and Anna Gresham. We're so excited you're joining us today.
1: Hope you're having a wonderful day.
0: So today's podcast is funny because you already know what the title is because it's right there before you. However, we don't because we started talking at coffee about what we want to discuss and it had a full out like discussion of the importance of Jesus. So... Throughout this podcast, as we talk, the title is going to come to us because we just know how passionate we are about following Jesus. Um, we don't want this to be like a title that says, follow Jesus, and you just follow along. We want it to be that, oh, that's it. And so we just know it's going to come out through uh, through our conversation this morning uh, or this afternoon. You don't know when we're filming, but... <laughs>
1: whenever you're listening. <laughs>
0: whenever you're listening. But that's what we want to discuss today is just following Jesus. Um, so I think before we get into that, obviously, we always try to do these buffer questions. So the buffer question for all of us, uh, for, for you and I this morning is, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Actually, I uh, got a new Bible this week. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. I wanted an NLT Bible. I typically study or read out of NKJV. And Mm -hmm. when I minister, that's what I minister out of. Right. Uh, But I'm ministering at three different either youth camps or camp meetings this summer. And I wanted to minister from an NLT Bible. And you know, I really put value in having a physical Bible. Yeah. Of knowing the word of God, knowing where to go, so you can. Not that you can't read your Bible on your phone, or your iPad, or your computer. Right. That's not what I'm talking about. So don't get all up in arms with me right now. Uh, but I say this to my kids: you wouldn't go to soccer practice without your soccer cleats, right? And your shin guards. You're not going to go to church without your Bible, right? And I want you to read uh, before, after know the chapter, know where you're going. And sometimes that is challenging unless you're really searching on your phone. And, you you know, I use my phone often to study, actually. Uh, I love looking things up in the Greek and the Hebrew and walking through, looking up different translations. So I use my phone all the time, BibleGateway.com primarily, but um, or Open Bible. I use that as well. But I really wanted an NLT. But what's crazy, this is like the longest answer ever for you, it, by the way. It is, but all I'm, right. I'm all right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> When, you, when I get a new Bible, it's like I don't know where anything's at again. So <laughs> it's like I've got to relearn my Bible all over again. You get
0: you get Bibles often, it feels, like what? a new Bible. I do. I feel like you get a new Bible more often than I do.
1: I, I, that's true. Okay, so this is what I have to do. I haven't done this yet. I haven't broken this Bible in yet. First thing I do is I will underline and highlight all of my favorite scriptures. Yeah, so
0: I'm telling you how many Bibles I've had, I just counted in my head, I've had 3 Bibles over the course of 19 years. That seems
1: That's good, good for you. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> well,
0: how many Bibles have you had over the course of 19 years? Can you think of them? Yeah, but I don't think it's that many. No, I know, but it's okay for everyone to know right, how many. I have my
1: my dual translation amplified KJV, all right, which I love. Okay. I have my mini hiking Bible.
0: Okay, I've had Okay, tell me out. I've had three preaching Bibles over the past nineteen years, oh. but I own more than just three I Bibles. Have
1: only had two preaching Bibles oh, over uh, the last okay. nineteen years. Okay, all right, then
0: that's what it is. Okay, I won. Yeah. There was not a winning. I was trying to explain this to everyone who's listening, okay. so they don't feel guilty. Of like, had, oh, I've only had one Bible, <laughs> or I've had thirty Bibles. I've
1: had my John. I had my John Hagee study Bible. <laughs> You're so
0: competitive. Listen, <laughs> I, I win two.
1: <laughs> what? It wasn't a win. I had. I have my John Hagee study Bible, which I love. Okay. And it's hard to find, but Genesis fell out somewhere along the way <laughs> when I was ministering somewhere.
0: Genesis and
1: I was out. like, oh, my gosh. The fall of
0: man and, and then, your Genesis <laughs> well fell then
1: out. Well, then I would try to have messages and be like, oh, I can't go to Genesis. I don't have Genesis in my Bible. Uh, just kidding. Well, no, not really. I was like, no, yeah. I'm going to have to get Genesis in my notes. <laughs> right. That's what Anyway, that's a joke. That was okay. kind of a bad joke. So uh, I couldn't find Genesis anywhere. It was lost. It's still lost, but I still have that Bible. But I couldn't preach out of it anymore because... Yeah. So then I got my other Bible, my NKJV, which I love and I minister out of. um, But I wanted this NLT. So I will begin by putting all my favorite scriptures, underline highlighting, and then I'll do healing scriptures. And that's how I'll start to kind of relearn where everything is. Uh, This is a large print, thin line, uh, Tyndale Bible. What's cool about this is it has a an app that I can put my phone over little the little QR code. Yeah, and then it can study out things with my phone. That's great. I know. Then I like all the index tabs because
0: they Quick. make me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I, I love it.
1: Yeah, I don't even remember the question you question asked me. The question was are
0: you having a good day? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love you.
1: I know I love you. How is your day?
0: My god. <laughs> My day's great. I got a new Bible, too. <laughs> no, I did not. This Bible's yeah. been with me for a while now. No, I, I think it's great. You're having a great day.
1: I am. I'm excited for my Bible. You it know. was hard to not bring my other Bible for this podcast, though. I was like, yeah. ah, i got to use my new one.
0: Yeah. I love Do you. Do you think I'm a weirdo? Not or? at all. So we're talking about everything when it comes to Jesus right now. Because what we're talking in our, our, our own personal discussions is how there's so many different um there's so many different follies in people's lives and there's yeah. moments of headache and there's moments of I wish I coulda shoulda wouldas and how even if there are wish I coulda shoulda wouldas and you're following Jesus you're following Jesus and right. you can't go wrong and he's there in those moments of folly in those moments of heartache and pain and sufferings and different things um, he tells us in His Word that those moments are going to happen. The world's going to come against you, but but know that Jesus took care of it. So, I think
1: there's say? a difference in though a folly of something coming against you and then one of your own making. We need to differentiate yes, that yeah, for quickly sure. because today in our discussion of um, it's truly are you making life choices based upon Jesus? And that's a question that you think, oh, yeah, sure I am. But then you'll find yourself in a position where you've allowed bitterness to come in, you've allowed a sin lifestyle to take over, uh, you're no longer serving, or you've stepped out, you are, you know, thinking of infidelity <coughs> in your marriage, or you're, Suffering as a parent, and you're thinking, "Hold on here." At what point did you take a step back and choose to follow the world's ways or your own ideals and stop following the Lord? At what point was there a separation?
0: Right. Another word for the truth. Yeah. Another phrase for that, other than saying, "At what point" would be at the compromise.
1: The compromise. I like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: So the compromise is key, but. because um, Colossians chapter two, verse six says, and now just as you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord. So now if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord. It, you know, I'll, I'll come across countless people who will say, oh, yeah, I accepted Jesus Christ at a young age. But man, I have fallen back. I haven't continued or or whatever. Well, the scripture goes on to say you must continue. To follow him. This is a day in, day out situation. This isn't just a, uh, you know, when it's convenient. It's a day in, day out. Um, so I know in a podcast, you're sitting here going, okay, is this a sermon? This is not a sermon. This is two people explaining their own personal experience of life, of, of living to encourage you to not stop following because we have seen it in our own mishaps in our own moments, in our experience with dealing with others. And we really want to encourage you today, an encouragement of following him, to stay the course, to to stay faithful, because it's worth it. It is so worth it.
1: Living for Jesus is everything. And then choosing to serve him and follow him uh, in, in moments where you know it's so hard yeah. uh there's a scripture that really blessed me this past week actually um, I'm super thankful for it
0: as you turn there let me let me say something uh, you know how you get caught on the YouTube um, funnel of, <laughs> of of you're just like oh gosh I'm watching all these little clips and memes and things and I I watched I was uh, I got a plant in my office that's in front of me and it's dying and we're and I'm trying to bring it back to life it was gifted to me. Actually, in a death state of being. So I didn't kill it. It was given to me. But I have been watching how to bring plants back to life. (laughs) Wow. um, So I'm speaking life to it. That's where I'm beginning. And then I keep feeding it, nurturing it, and giving things. Uh, But one of, actually, the things that um, was suggested was to shake your plant. Um, And I, (laughs) I was like, shake my plant. So I actually got down this path of shaking my plants, all my plants in my office, and I actually see the other two that were healthy uh, actually beginning to to bring more life to it when I kind of shake it. And um, the process of thought with it is by giving it some trauma. Now, I'm not saying that this is a theological statement, but we'll get to it in a second. But as I'm giving it some trauma, it's actually wanting its roots to to dig in deeper. It's it's wanting itself to um, to it will grow. It will cause it to like grow. like a
1: firm, like foundation, I'm just shaking it. Deep.
0: I'm as sh- I'm shaking my plants Ooh. ever so often. It's creating a stronger root. So, as we know, the world persistently is coming against you, persistently going after you. And so, in James chapter one, as I quote often, is uh, if going through troubles, oh, count it all joy because you get to talk to the Father who will give you the strength, who will give you what you need, your wisdom and all those things. So it's wonderful. So I think that in those moments of heartache and in those moments of trouble, it is that shaking and you're sitting there and you're saying, I need the Father. So as I continue to read in Colossians chapter 2 verse 6, it says, or in verse 7, it says, Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. So I think in those moments of shaking, in those moments of of turmoil or whatever that it is, if you have Jesus Christ at the center of your life and you'll begin to grow those roots, grow into that soil, and it's going to just attach even stronger Um, So when things happen, man, you've got Jesus.
1: I really like that picture of that. I I mean, I picture you walking around this office shaking your plants, (laughs) and I just want to walk in (laughs) as you're doing it. Anyway, but I think of my own life when I've been shaken and I'm going through something challenging. Uh, Personally, I've battled different anxieties over things in life where you truly do feel shaken, that the moment I choose to To follow Jesus, then I'm making a decision to allow him to move in my life, Mm -hmm. and that my trust is found in him. The scripture in Psalm 138 and verse 3, it says, as soon as I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me strength. In the NKJV, because that's what I'm used to, it talks about a boldness, Mm -hmm. like you give me boldness in this strength. But... What is our part as soon as I pray? That's where we are having to make a choice of when you're shaken, when you're battling temptation, when something's coming up. You started this podcast by saying, as a follower of Christ, if you have made Jesus your Lord and Savior, and we'll ask you that today, if you say, yes, I have, all right, then you have chosen to be a disciple of Christ and follow him. So when these things come up, you have a choice to either choose life and blessing or death and cursing. But then God says, now choose life. And I've been thinking about this of how often we're walking through life and we don't pray, or we don't choose life, or we just get off on our own. Now God's mercies are new every day for a reason, but there are still consequences to not following Jesus. Right. And we don't have to live that way.
0: No, right, and I think, well that goes back to, the consequences, a great story is the prodigal son. He finds himself eating what not even as good as the pigs. The pigs were eating better. And he finds himself in a situation where he's thinking, Oh my goodness, how did I get here? Yeah. And you got there by futile thinking. You got there by man's way of doing things. By compromise. By compromise. Right. You, so you compromise. Right. And so then if I continue to read in Colossians chapter two, verse eight, it says, Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking. And from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Uh, So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. So when you come to Christ, you are circumcised, but not by physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ, when you were baptized and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of god who raised christ from the dead so you have a new a new beginning a new relationship a new you and that you you got to continue that conversation with christ continue that relationship continue your moments of just experiencing His love, His grace, His mercy, His peace. So when you view what the world is throwing at you, when you view every day, it's going to change your your process of living in doubt, regret, unbelief to thankfulness of realizing, man, I've got the greater one living inside of me. I can overcome these. It's not by those circumstances, it's not by cause and effect, but it's by the fact that you have chosen Jesus Christ and now you can be a new creation in him. So you'll view everything in a new perspective and you actually begin to make decisions based upon that relationship that in turn will create a, a whole new trajectory, a whole new lifestyle. And that's what we're, that's what we're podcasting about today, not preaching about today, but we're preaching right now because we know what this is. So Anna, give some examples of temptation or compromise that you've experienced in your own life.
1: Okay. So let's uh, go back to when I was single, and uh, I remember dating from a position of loneliness. Right. And that brought compromise rather than finding security in Christ in that season. I remember I dated a guy... That I was even changing my life for him, uh, and there were warning signs. The Lord will give you warning signs when it comes to, uh, especially relationships or things you're in. Like the Holy Spirit's cheering you on. If you listen, He's telling you, "Don't do it." Like that's why we need the Holy Spirit living and dwelling on the inside of us, because He is continually pointing us to Jesus. Well, I chose not to listen. I even had a friend come to me, and she was like, "Hey, I was praying for you, and..." I don't think this guy is good for you. And I was like, "Well, I didn't hear Jesus say that. Like, I like this is someone I valued, and and I was having warning signs then, but I kept looking at this through the world's eyes of, oh, he's nice looking. This is it. He on the outside everything looks great, but there were things that were not good. Mm-hmm. And I, he, I ended up finding out that he was dating two girls at once. I was one of them. Wow. Um,
0: <laughs> loser.
1: I uh, <laughs> called him up and I was like, hey, I am not a back burner girlfriend. That's exactly what I said. Wow. Snappy. I know. I know. And uh, But I was so mad at myself for compromising. Right. And angry that I fell into that trap of not sticking with what I knew the Lord had placed in my heart of what I was believing for. And there were warning signs all around. I think in relationships, we often can find compromise based upon insecurities hurts, rejection, uh, that feeling of loneliness, like you just think, well, this is it. And this is where, when I think of Psalm 138, of praying to the Lord and he, Him answering and strengthening you in that season of who God is and what He's doing in your life and, and heeding the warning signs from the Holy Spirit that God's given you boldness to make right decisions, that you can choose to follow Jesus even when it's hard. And out of that becomes a fruit. John 15, uh, I'd love for everyone to read that this week, but I love what he says here in verse four. Jesus says, remain in me and I will remain in you. This once again begins with us making a choice to remain and to abide. That word remain is abiding in him to uh, you're constantly having fellowship with the Lord to where you're so, you've drawn so close to him, you hear his voice. You know his voice, yeah. that he's your shepherd, that he's picking you up and helping you and strengthening you and supporting you and interceding on your behalf, that you're following him. But he says, for a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. So you're not going to produce fruit at all if you're severed from the Lord. If you are in a place right now where you recognize this is not a fruitful place, you could ask yourself, am I following Jesus? Am I remaining in him? He says, you will not produce fruit unless you remain in him. And then we're called to be fruitful Christians. This is how we're known by. Mm -hmm. So in my own life, if I am not producing good fruit, i got to get in there and evaluate, Lord, have I missed it somewhere? Sure. Like, am I following you? You and I have talked about this in our marriage, in challenging times. Like if we've had um, petty arguments or going through seasons that are tough. If I'm not following Jesus, if we're if we're having arguments over just stupid things, and the enemy's trying to bring in a spirit of strife, we have a choice to follow Jesus and how we respond to that, mm-hmm. and to say, "Get behind me, Satan! We're not going to live this way." Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just what it looks like. Right. Um, parenting. Battling fear and parenting, that's been one for me. Mm-hmm. I have a choice to either live in fear or to live in faith. Psalm 34 says, "I cried out to the Lord and He delivered me from all my fears. And that when I look to Him, that my face is radiant and not ashamed. I am unashamed in Christ. I don't have to live in fear as a parent, but I'm going to have to cry out to God and remain with Jesus and choose to follow Him. And when I do, I'm walking from that position of deliverance. Deliverance yeah. is already mine in Jesus. Deliverance right. is already yours. Yeah. But you're going to have to choose to follow
0: Christ. Yeah. Now someone who's listening right now, you could easily get a little discouraged because you'll start putting all sorts of layers of, of thought into this. It, and it's and it's unnecessary meaning, and I know I was really brash of me to say it's unnecessary for you to have layers of thought, but cuz it's normal for all of us to do. But you're going to begin to say things like, you don't understand, you don't know what I've gone through, this is hard, you know, and you will make all of these types of statements. Um, the question is, can you make a statement to get you out of those? A statement where it's a bold statement to say, I'm going to do this, and yeah. that's the switch. Because we can live in a victimization, we can live in these states of being where the world's against us, and everything's hard, and and um, you don't know how you're going to overcome these things. This is where we tell you you can overcome it because of the power of Jesus. Because what He's given us that authority, um, He's given us the strength we need to overcome these obstacles. He's given us the time that if, He set it. He set apart time for us to be with Him. He said, "You'll come to me." And that's where I say in Matthew 11, uh, 29, it says, take my yoke upon you. What's a yoke? It's exactly what it's saying as far as like what a farmer experiences with its own cattle by putting that yoke upon that cattle. And the farmer's able to tell them where they need to go and what they need to do. And it's an obedience to this. So in the same way, We are putting on this yoke for Jesus to tell us where we need to go, what we need to do. And when we are obedient, we're going to see ourselves come out of these the snowball effect, the avalanche, all these layers of just heaviness, and you're going to start seeing those things slowly fade out because you're being obedient to the word of God. So he even goes on to say, "'Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart.'" and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden i give you is light i mean guys i'm telling you that in yeah. itself is is the the best purest picture of jesus is so good that he wants to help you he wants to teach you it's not going to be hard it's not going to be heavy it's not going to be He's going to teach you with love, compassion. He's going to come in and correct you and do what's necessary to get you at the at the position you need to be in for your best self. So that's what this is all about. So it's following him so that you can accomplish really what your heart's desire is. Really, what you should be all always have been doing and not doing it with any type of compromise. I myself, I've I've lived in that same state. Um, as you said, you, you were dating from a position of loneliness. I was dating from a position of identity
1: Hmm.
0: of this is who I am. I never gave myself like long periods of, of time between girlfriends. I would always identify with, you know, this idea of this is, you know, who I am and who I'm a part of. And that was not a good position to find myself in. And, um, as many people may know, if you if you're familiar with Anna and I, Anna and I dated, and then she broke up with me, and it was a good position of you breaking up with me because then it was a realization of like, okay, I think that was a a nice shell breaking moment for myself of this identity of why am I dating, you know, why am I doing this, um, and I had to come to grasp uh, of. Who I was in Christ Jesus, what I was doing, and then we came back together, and it was a healthier situation. It was a way better understanding of who we were, what we were doing, yeah. and I'm glad that we broke up. I'm glad that those things happened, um, <clears throat> and we didn't break up for long. Even though when I tell the story, it makes it seem like I was I was alone forever,
1: like the black hole. That's I'm, what we called it.
0: <laughs> I'm glad we broke up because it really it made me readjust why I was dating you, and. And it made me think, okay, this is why, and and it was I'm good. I'm
1: choosing to follow Jesus, not choosing to follow you. Right. And that sounds hard, but when you choose to follow Jesus, especially when you come in, in marriage, if Josh chooses to follow Jesus and I choose to follow Jesus and we're following Jesus together, then we're going in the right direction mm-hmm. because his ways are perfect. His ways are higher. Uh, If you would go in and evaluate your life right now, if you are single, are you choosing to follow Jesus in every aspect of your life, in how you date, every in choosing to remain um, faithful to Him, to the Lord with your intimacy until you get married, and choosing to honor Him Uh, Just spirit, soul, and body.
0: Yeah, we keep okay. We uh, we said we wouldn't do this, I think, but this is. I mean, meaning we're we're tiptoeing around things. We see people making decisions, and as if they should know better because they are so sad. You you're dating somebody that you should not be dating, or you're doing things you should not be doing, and it should be just so simple and plain to see, but but you have become uh, deceived. By the enemy schemes, and it's something you have chosen not to work on with yourself, with who you are in Christ Jesus. Yeah,
1: of surrendering.
0: Yes, yeah, surrendering. Your
1: body to the Lord, surrendering your mind to the Lord, sur- making Jesus Lord over every aspect of your life.
0: Yeah, because we'll always we'll hear a story and we'll go, hold on, how did you get there? And they'll just say, I don't know. Or they, you know, yeah. pain, they didn't, they didn't. Address pain correctly. They didn't address a concern correctly. Um, they weren't quick to address the concern correctly, and unfortunately, then they've come to a state of compromise. and And we're always blown away because we're like, "How did you get here?" Because this is so hurtful. Like it, it's it's causing more pain. You thought it was good. Sin tastes great in the very beginning, but obviously, it just. Continues down a cycle of pain and anguish. And, yeah. and that's where Jesus chose a life without sin, without compromise, and he gives you the example of this is how you should live, and it's got a greater reward, a much more mm-hmm. satisfying reward. So we need to be careful of this in our own lives, that if you are in sin right now, this is where you've got to choose to come out of that and you need to do the necessary steps in order to to, to have that life fulfilled.
1: That's repent, go to God. Um, Psalm 51, we see David having that point of repentance. The prophet Nathan went to him and was like, God cannot bless you in this sin, okay? So you're going to have to make a choice. And uh, so this is after David committed adultery with Bathsheba. Verse 10, it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. I love verse 12, too. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then I'll teach your ways to rebels and they'll return to you. Like, he continues on to say just of that testimony, but at first you've got to wake up of like, I'm not following Christ in this. Possibly there's an area in your marriage where you realize you have not been honoring the Lord in this specific area in your marriage of following Jesus. and Because if you are, we're going to see good fruit. We're known by our fruit. Do I need to sing the Fruit of the Spirit song? <laughs> love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control.
0: We went there, people. These
1: are the fruits of the Spirit. I love it. All right, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faith. Wait, did I just miss one? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faith what am I missing?
0: I don't know oh you're saying it so quick for me.
1: Oh my goodness. It's you in go. Galatians 5 you all just just adore. look it up. Hear all right. right. Anyway, with that being said, it begins with repentance of knowing that God wants to produce good fruit in your life of God. I repent. I'm turning from this. Help me. You're crying out to God. He's strengthening you. You're choosing to follow after him. And what I found is so valuable for me in making a decision to choose Jesus is I've got to be vulnerable and hook arms with with other strong believers that are going to encourage me and lift me up along the way. I'm thankful that David had the prophet Nathan to come alongside of him, as hard as that is. I'm thankful that I have Joshua in my marriage to come alongside of me. I'm thankful that I've got godly friends that are like, hey, this isn't you let me pray with you, to come alongside of me. And I have to choose to be vulnerable when I'm under attack and dealing with something that's trying to pull me away from following Christ.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So real quick to kind of wrap all of this up, um, you know, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, it says, you know, Paul's teaching to Timothy here, um, in verse 13, hold on to the pattern of wholesome teaching you learned from me, a pattern shaped by faith and love that you have in Christ Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth. And that's what we're not guarding. We're not guarding that precious truth. We are compromising truth by, by allowing the salad bar religion of this world to dictate. Well, maybe this and maybe that. And you know, they're they are speaking evil constantly. They're trying to question your truth. They're bullying our truth. They are te- they are standing against our truth, saying that, well, if you think this, then you obviously believe yeah. that. And unfortunately, that is a snare of the enemy, and we have to be bold. And so, as it says, So through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. And then I go over to Hebrews chapter 11. And and if you read all of chapter 11, you're going to see a beautiful story of men and women of faith that heard and obeyed. And I think for some of us, we need to learn the hearing and the obeying. When you hear and obey, you're going to see a beautiful picture come out that it's going to require our faith. And as you obey, you're, you're leaning in on faith and you're saying, man, only God, and you're going to supernaturally see him take care of you, watch over you, provide for you. He's going to give you the instruction you've been needing where you go, oh, that's it. That's what I need. Uh, and that's going to make the difference. And um, the good news about Christ is is that we get to be a part of something greater. Okay. So I like to, there's a story real quick. Um, I, really, I, I, got a, I was in LA in an airport and there was these, I was with my, my son and uh, we were on a trip and we were gonna go find a, a spot to sit and we go sit and um, I go, oh man. And my son was running ahead of me. and He sit down and it was It was beside these two guys that were extremely rough looking. They were the stereotypical gang type of guys. They had uh, one guy even had the teardrop on his on his eye, Um, and you know the teardrop is a representation of that you've killed somebody. You know, I and I I don't know if if I don't think you're allowed to get that tattoo unless you actually have done it or otherwise something will come to you as well. But anyway, the guy was they both were very unique. And um <clears throat> so I said, you know, I'm just going to sit down, you know, I, we're in an airport, whatever, and I'm just going to i am just going to stay with my son, no big deal. So we sit down and out of nowhere I hear them talking and they're start they're like talking like a battle plan. There's a battle plan. I mean, they were they were aggressive. Like, man, we got to we've got to get the right one and we got to find it and you know, this is what we're going to stand on and, and and I was like, "What in the world are they talking about?" Now, Mind you, when I said we sit beside them, they actually were right over my shoulder, right behind me. And so I couldn't see what they were doing exactly, but I could just hear the conversation. And so all of a sudden I heard one of them read like a Bible scripture. And then the other one said, man, that was good, but I I guarantee you we can find a better one. And so I, I was thinking, what is happening behind me? Well, it was time for us to board our airplane, and I stood up and I looked over my shoulder, and these two men were reading their Bibles, and come to find out, they were they were fighting spiritual warfare, and they were looking for the right scripture to come against whatever they were dealing with. And so I got to talk to them. I I I leaned in. I said, I said, you two. I got to tell you, uh, you've blessed me today. I said I'm listening to you guys fight this fight of spiritual warfare and trying to find that scripture that's necessary to stand on the truth and to f- combat against the enemy schemes. Yeah, that's something, man. I tell you what, and they were like, "Thanks, man!" and they started giving me high fives and stuff. And, and uh, I thought, man, isn't it wonderful where we stand as Christians? that we have a God who loves us so deeply, and he provides for us in, in so many different ways. And that this word is truth. That's right. And no matter where you're at, no matter who you are, you find and you pick up the Bible and you begin to read and you're gonna see transformation take place.
1: The enemy has a strategy against you, but Jesus has already overcome it. And in choosing life, I'm really glad you shared that story, in choosing life, and choosing Jesus, we know that God is for us, Yep, that he's there, that he's already made a plan, that it's to prosper you, but you're going to have to get in and know the word. Those men were getting in and fighting this right. with the word. Yep. So you go to God in prayer, you hook arms with other believers. They had hooked arms with each other, and then you get in and you get in the word to see what the word says. Can I finish on this scripture? Yep. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. That's who your enemy is. He prowls around like a, like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I always say this, I am not devourable. You are not devourable. <laughs> That's good. Stand firm against him and to be strong in your faith, which is going to be through the word of God, right? Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you've suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he'll place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever and ever. Amen. It's beautiful. This is Jesus. That's it. This is choosing him. Choose to follow Jesus today, and he's going he, He's taking care of you. Right. The best care.
0: The absolute best. Yeah. Hey, thanks for watching, listening, tuning in, subscribing, sending it to your friends. Guys, we appreciate all the love we've been getting back from all of you guys that are listening. So just continue, man, sharing the gospel with us, just preaching and teaching and loving others the way that we should. Continue to follow Jesus. You can't go wrong. No,
1: give people Jesus.
0: All right, guys. Have a good one.
1: Love y'all.